Let's Go State, the official podcast of Penn State Athletics. Welcome into a special edition of the Let's Go State podcast as we usher in Penn State's all-time leading scorer and one of the greatest clutch performers in Nittany Line history, number 12, Taylor Battle. How you doing, man? Doing great. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Appreciate you doing this. I know uh, taking some time to step up before Penn State Northwestern as we talk today, but every time you come back into Happy Valley, it's got to kind of have that nostalgic feeling for you. you got some memories that flow through your head, but what is it like driving back into State College for you? I mean, it just brings back so many great memories. Uh, you know, these four years that I had at Penn State, you know, in my time were just some of the best of my entire life. Uh, you know, on the court and off the court, you know, tons of friends, relationships that I've made in my time here. So as soon as I see the, you know, as soon as I see Beaver Stadium from the highway, I kind of, you know, I kind of get a little cozy inside and it's just, you know, just all that stuff starts coming back. You know, the shots that I made here, the wins that we had, uh, all the great performances. So, you know, when I come here, I really feel at home. So it's that Beaver Stadium. Once you see that on the horizon, that's when it all starts to flow back in your head. Yeah, and it's so huge. You can see it from a little ways <laughs> out. So once that pops over and you see it, it's like, hey, I'm back home. That's awesome. All right, so let's not even beat around the bush. Obviously, Penn State and their success this season is evident. It's, it's now in the national spotlight. You see it probably on social media every single day. But what is it like for somebody who has been in this program? You've been through that thick and thin. You know what this past couple of years quite frankly have been for this program what's it like for you seeing this success I mean on a personal note for me it's, it's it means so much uh you know because I'm able to brag I'm, all, I'm always a fan but you know when you're winning and you're ranked 13th nationally you can really you can really brag so uh I've been doing a lot of trash talking to you know those who matter and those who don't you know about the success we have but you know coach Chambers you know Lamar Mike you know those seniors who've been around this whole time who been through some ups and downs uh, you know, it's really great for them, and I'm very happy for them because, you know, they stuck it out. Lamar, you know, he had opportunity, you know, to probably leave and pursue his professional career, and he decided to come back. And there's nothing better than when you make a decision, uh, you come back, and it really pays off. And to see them doing things that they're doing now is, is, is super exciting for, you know, not just them, for, you know, all of Happy Valley and all the Penn State alumni and everyone involved. I mean, look at the building. The building's been, you know, pretty ridiculous. I've been here last weekend and then here today, and it's just – the atmosphere is, is something is something to see. What's your relationship like with a guy um, like Lamar Stevens? And obviously you said he had a decision to leave. He came back. It's paid off. That's a stressful decision to go through for anybody. But what's your relationship like with him? Well, me and Lamar, we, you know, via text or social media, you know, we always stay in touch. And, you know, now that I'm done playing the past couple of years, I've spent a lot of time here. Uh, you know, so I've kind of watched Lamar grow up. I remember, you know, after his freshman year, you know, we spent some time here in the summertime, you know, some of the alumni and, you know, just talking, and it's, it's so funny because when you when I look at his career, it's so similar to mine in, in, in the sense that he came in as a freshman, played right away. Uh, and then his sophomore year, he won NIT. I won NIT in my sophomore year. Then we both struggled a little bit our junior year from a team standpoint. And now, you know, in my senior year, I was able to take us to the tournament, you know, help lead my team to the tournament for the first time in 10 years. Uh, and then now he's, you know, obviously they're going to do the same thing. And Lamar is going to pass my scoring record. And I told him in the summer, you know, if it's a home game, I'll try my best to be down here and be the first one to congratulate him. Uh, but when you, when you, you know, you accomplished all those individual accolades, uh, I remember going in my senior year and everyone asked me about, you know, chasing down a record. And, and all I really cared about was trying to get to the NCAA tournament. And I guarantee knowing him, if you asked him the same question, it was probably the same thing. 
That's crazy. So you knowing that you're Penn State's all-time leading scorer as we stand here and talk today ahead of Penn State Northwestern, 2,213 career points in that Nittany Lion uniform. You just said that Lamar's going to pass you on that all-time scoring list. What will that moment be like knowing your guys' relationship? It'll be awesome. And I, like I said, if, if it's a home game, I'd love to be there to congratulate him first and foremost because uh, it's just a testament to, you know, the hard work he's put in. Uh, you know, when he came in as a freshman, he had 2,213 to chase down. And, you know, he's fairly close now. I know he's got to be somewhere around 2,100. Uh, you know, but, you know, he worked on his game. And that's, you know, records are made to be broken. Uh, you know, when I came here, I, I, I didn't come here to break a record. You know, through time it happened. You know, and now it's, it's hell since I've left. And, you know, you know if Lamar can't, is, you know, Lamar's going to break, and I want to be there to congratulate him because it's such an honor to, you know, to accomplish those things. And, you know, when you, you know for years to come for Lamar when he comes back and, you know, he'll be at the top of the scoring board, you know, we'll still beef on who's better, but, you know, <laughs> he'll have the record. So 2011, take me back there, the NCAA tournament, all the memories that flow through your head with that run. This program, as we talk today, there's still everything pretty much but that signed, sealed, dotted TV announcement of making the NCAA tournament. There's still work to be done, no doubt, and there's going to be a long run, hopefully, for this program. But take me back to that 2011 season and the moment that you kind of knew when the NCAA tournament was on the horizon. Well, I mean, you know, you know, to be honest with you, that season was I think we finished the regular season at I wanna say like sixteen and fourteen. I remember we won a big game, our last game of the Big Ten conference on the road at Minnesota. And I think that made us nine and nine in the conference. But our strength of schedule I knew was, you know, it was actually pretty high, you know, one of the best in the country I think at the time. So, you know, going into the Big Ten tournament, we were not I won't even say we were a bubble team to be honest with you. Maybe we were, but uh I remember going there with so much confidence, and I knew it was the last run, and I was just like, you know, why not us? Uh, and, you know, we won. I think we beat Indiana the first game, and then I think we played a top-20 Wisconsin team, and we beat them 36-33, to 33, which was disgusting, but <laughs> a win nonetheless. And then we came back in the semis, and we played Michigan State, and, and, you know, we beat them pretty handily, I think by about 13-15. to 15. And then, you know, we found ourselves playing on Sunday on CBS for, you know, a Big Ten championship uh, and we unfortunately came up short, but, you know, that Ohio State team, I think they were number one overall seed, and they were just a little bit too much for us. But it was such a great run. And then I remember, uh, you know, we go right into the locker room. And we actually, and you know, and then we're just sitting there waiting, and we hear our name call, and it was just like all the emotions poured out for, you know, four long, hard years of putting in a ton of work, so many ups and downs. Uh, it just all came, you know, just came rolling out, and it was just such a great moment. I was happy for everyone involved. What is your advice for them moving forward when that same time comes for them to make the NCAA tournament? You know, I guess, you know, you know, you know, for the seniors is, you know, they'll be gone and it'd be just a great accomplishment that they had. And, you know, I'm sure they'll, you know, when it happens, they'll be full with emotion as well. But for the younger guys, it's just don't take it for granted because, I mean, it's been, you know, I've been gone since 2011. You know, it's been nine years since the last time we were there. So, that just shows how tough it is to get there. And, you know, Coach Chambers has been grinding it out for nine years, some good seasons, some bad seasons. Uh, you know, and now they're right here on the horizon. And it's like, you know, it's all of those, uh, like I said, all those emotions and hard work, sweat and tears that they put in. And it's all going to just be able, you know, to reap the benefits. So, you know, for the younger guys, it's just, you know, keep working and don't take it for granted because it's truly, truly very challenging to get there. 
Tell me about Coach Chambers. So as I know him, he is a head coach, but also program ambassador, a guy that you said has stuck this thing out, has grinded it out. The administration stuck by him and now finally seeing that success and results. But what is Coach Chambers like? Coach Chambers is, he is, what you see, he's just the most high energetic person I've ever been around. And, you know, you know, you know, he, I never played for Coach Chambers, but what he really did was he really, he really went out his way to try to build a relationship with me. And he didn't need to do that. Uh, you know, but I'm very grateful for that. And, you know, that kind of, that's what kind of got me coming back all the time and, you know, kind of just keeping us involved. Uh, and he deserves all of his success. Like you said, he's been through so many ups and downs. Uh, you know, after they went in NIT, you know, Tony leaves and goes professional, and now it's kind of trying to figure it all out again. And two years later, look, he's done a great job along with Ergo and the rest of the assistants. They've all really, you know, this is not and this is not an action. They really truly worked their tails off, and they deserve all the success. Penn State with the twelve and one at home mark so far this season, ahead of Penn State Northwestern. What is it like for you to come back to the Bryce Jordan Center? As you remember it, because I mean, a year and a half ago, even you're sitting in the Bryce Jordan Center and you're on that cold streak, not really sure what's going to happen with the program, but now you come in and it's a sold out Saturday. There's a, it's an electric atmosphere. What's it like for you to come back in there as a former player? I mean, it's amazing because, you know, as a former player and someone who, you know, cares so deeply about the program, I feel like it should be like this win, lose or draw. Uh, and I, and I think they've just, you know, the fans have been a, done a great job of coming out, but you know, sometimes, you know, things go better than others, but you know, that support, if they're here all the time, I think that success for the team will come a lot more frequently than every, you know, five, six, seven years. So uh, for me to come back and see it is just, you know, all the work I put in to just come back. You know, I feel like I have a part in this. You know, uh, I came before these guys, but everyone that came before me, we all take pride in this. And, you know, when they're winning and all this success, we feel like we're right there with them. So this is truly amazing to come back and see all this. We can't do a podcast without asking what you've been up to lately so you mentioned a couple of times that you've been back here in state college catching a couple of games what what else have you been up to just being a family man you know I got two kids and my wife and uh you know that's that's what I take pride in now I don't I don't play the game anymore so you know I just try to follow along and you know I watch every Penn State game and I watch every Northwestern game because my brother's on the team so you know I get to watch about four games a week you know but outside of that you know outside of working and just spending time with my kids and uh, enjoying those those finer things in life, that's pretty much it. I'm a pretty simple guy. So when you're watching those games four times a week, roughly, do you still find yourself like, oh, man, like, oh, you shouldn't have done that, or X's and O's, oh, whatever it is? Of course, <laughs> that's never going to go away. You know, I see the game as a player, uh, you know, so I'm always watching and, and trying to see, you know, what we've kind of done better, you know, waiting for a conversation to have with Coach Chambers about what I saw or whatever the case may be, or text my brother, you could have did 30 things, 30 things better, but – uh, you know, it's fun, man. It's fun to sit back and watch the game and actually be a fan. You know, for my entire life, I was always playing. So for me to watch, watch the younger guys develop and be a fan of the game is something that, you know, just comes full circle. Uh, so I'm able to, I take great pride in, you know, just being a fan and having fun watching the games. What's your relationship like with your brother, knowing that you obviously can pick his brain probably a little bit differently than everybody else can? Uh, is it difficult at times not to say too much, not to give too much advice or whatever it is? Because at the end of the day, you kind of have to go through that. But what is that like? It's a fine line. It's a fine line, exactly, because, you know, he's already gone through so much pressure just being a collegiate athlete in the Big Ten, you know, but when he does some things great or does some things bad and you know I try to I try to keep it even skill I mean even kill and you know tell him hey you did these things and you could work on these things uh but nonetheless it all stays the same you know just continue to keep working and keep getting better uh they're obviously struggling a bit this year they're young but 
You know, my thing to him is the toughest thing to do is to be the first one in the gym or want to practice, you know, after you're struggling. Uh, it's easy to go to practice when you're winning, you know, 10 games or, you know, but when you're losing and struggling, you know, it takes it takes character to show up and continue to work on your game and continue to get better because, you know, like I said, they're a young team and, you know, they got a bright future. All right, last thing for you. We're going to come full circle on this entire thing. So we start off podcast talking about you seeing the Beaver Stadium on the horizon, you pulling into State College, some of those memories from your time here coming back into your head all the way to your brother playing in the Big Ten Conference. But when you see that Penn State University across your chest, what does it still mean to you to be able to brag about that, talk about that day in and day out? Oh, it means everything. And I mean, at home in my office is just full of Penn State everything. My daughters on game days they put on their Penn State gear. Uh, they wear a little purple now because you know that's their uncle, so they gotta they gotta support. Uh, you know, but it's just I mean it means the world to me. You know, I carry Penn State pride is so big to me. I remember my first my first year professionally. You know, like nineteen students were 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 abroad and they just came to the game randomly, and I was just like, holy cow, we're we're truly everywhere. Uh, and, and I try to represent the school and the university as best as I can, you know, no matter where I am. Uh, you know, so it's it does mean it does mean so much to me. And, you know, Penn State, you know, it, it groomed me into a man and, you know, you know, it has a big part of my heart for the rest of my life. Taylor Battle, just one of four NCAA Division One players to record at least 2000 points, 600 rebounds and 500 assists in his career. Taylor, appreciate you joining us on the Let's Go State podcast, and we'll see you soon, all right? Thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure. We'll see you next time on the Let's Go State podcast. Let's Go State, the official podcast of Penn State Athletics.